0: Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? Cold? Well, you observed that we walked inside a church for us to begin mass this morning. We dare not walk outside. I was telling the deacon, look at the heads of the altar servers and look at our own head, the two of us. There's a great difference, so let's not dare the cold this morning. My name is Father Marcel Amadi, and I'm a campus minister at NCA&T and and Bennett College in Greensboro, as well as Wake Forest University and Salem College in Winston-Salem. So I work with a lot of teenagers and young adults navigating their ways into adulthood and trying to find their path, you know, in the faith. And it gives me a lot of joy and always a pleasure for me to journey with them and to walk with them. So please pray for me while I continue to carry out this ministry. I'm indeed very happy to be in your midst this weekend to celebrate the liturgies, you know, for this weekend. I did hear back from Father John this morning. He sent a text message and he's doing very well at the retreat, praying for every one of us. In a certain church there was a man in the choir who couldn't sing very well the choir director suggested that he should leave the choir other people felt he should be given some more time to improve the choir director went ahead to go see the pastor to complain You've got to get that man out of the choir or else I will resign. So the pastor went to the man and said to him, Perhaps you should leave the choir. But the man asked him, Why should I leave the choir? Well, said the pastor, About four or five people have told me you cannot sing. The man quickly replied, But that's nothing, Father. That's nothing. About 40 to 50 people in this parish have told me you cannot preach. <laughs> I better do a good job this morning. Today's readings shows how God can make use of the most unlikely people to fulfill his divine purpose. Indeed, God calls and uses not so much of the worthy instrument, but the willing instrument. Many a time we hear people give excuses why they don't want to go to church, or they cannot participate in church activities, or in various ministries of the church. Either they say they are busy, or they have so much work going on, or sometimes they say they are not even worthy, to come close to the altar or to do anything in the church. In today's readings, we find out that Isaiah, one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament, said it himself that he was unworthy. He said, I'm a man of unclean lips, living among a people of unclean lips. He felt not worthy to be called by God. But then god ignored all of that and still told him i need you paul in the second reading said i am the least of the apostles i'm not even worthy i'm not fit to be called an apostle because i persecuted the church so badly so terribly but he realized that in his weakness god gave him strength he realized that despite his sinfulness the grace of god would lead him on. God chose him despite his unworthiness and despite his sinfulness. And in the gospel reading, we see that very dramatic interplay between Jesus and Peter. Peter allowed Jesus to get into his boat and Jesus commanded him on what to do next for him to get a catch. Jesus said, Duke in Alton, Put it in the net once more. Let it out once more. And Peter obeyed, and there was a difference. He was so amazed and he was shocked. And he said to Christ, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. And Christ said, Never mind. Despite your sinfulness, despite your unworthiness, I will call you. You will be my messenger. You will be my disciple. Henceforth, you shall no longer be catching fish. You shall be catching men. I will make you fisher of men. So in all of these readings, we could relate. Personally, I can relate with these readings. Thinking of when I first had the inclination of wanting to be a priest at the age of eight. When I got my first Holy Communion, and I was serving and I would interact with younger people like me and I would look forward to you know, serving at mass, meeting the priest. And the priest who made a lot of impact on me then is an American priest belonging to the Dominican Order because I belong to the Dominican parish in Lagos, Nigeria, and he had been working in Nigeria since 1961. He just retired last October and came back to the United States. He lives in Chicago and I plan to see him this summer. You know, remembering how he would encourage us and how he would, you know, carry out his activities, visiting the sick and just interacting with parishioners all encouraged me. And I remember telling my parents that I would like to be a priest. And they said, well, we have to put you somewhere that we guide your journey. And they got the form for me to apply to get into the junior seminary. In Nigeria, we have the junior seminary and the senior seminary. The junior seminary is like a high school. So from the age of 10, 11, boys could get in. And not everyone is expected to continue to the senior seminary. And not even everyone is expected to be a priest, but you could come in. And along the line, people dropped out, people had other reasons. Some people felt they were no longer called, or no longer wanted to be in the seminary. But by the grace of God, I continued. But I remember going for the interview at the age of 10, and it was this big Irish priest. The school was run by the Irish. And because I was nervous, I didn't even hear what he was saying to me clearly. I think he said something like, so what would you want to be in life? You know, I came for an interview, to go into the seminary, And you're asking me what would I want to be in life but I didn't hear him well and I said I would like to be a pilot well as years went by something changed you know finished six years in the junior seminary one year in the spiritual year nine years in this in the senior seminary and when it was time to be ordained priest the Archbishop of Lagos then Cardinal Okoje decided the ordination for the first time would take place at a church built very close to the international airport like two minutes away from the international airport in Lagos It's called Church of the Ascension so that's where we were ordained and the church is built as like an airplane that is about to take off so while lying down during the litany of the saints on the day of my ordination i was reflecting on that very day when i said i would like to be a pilot and i said look at this beautiful so i see myself as a priest as well as a pilot because i'm piloting souls to heaven i have to be careful for my sake and for the sake of all the passengers so that we don't crash and that has kept me going seeing the priest as a pilot. You see how it all started as a little boy, not in Estra. but I look around out of my five other siblings. I don't think I'm the best, you know. I don't think I'm the most qualified, but I think God has different reasons for choosing us and to walk in different capacities. We all don't have to be priests. We all don't have to be nuns, but in our various levels of Christian lives as married people or single people, God can choose us and use us. He only wants us to be willing to be used and to be chosen. As I walk in campus ministry, as I interact with a lot of college students, I see them being used by God every day and every now and again. And I see young adults, I can testify to that, that they do love the church and they want to walk and serve God. I see students who invite other students to come to Mass, even if they are not Catholics, just to bring them closer to God. And it gives me joy all the time when I have to journey with the students, particularly the non-Catholics, for them to become Catholics. I have a very beautiful story. Last year, one of the students walked up to me on the first day of school when we had our opening mass, and he said, Father, I would like to be a Catholic. What does it take? I said, well, we can't say it's all standing here. Why don't you see me in my office on Wednesday at 3 p.m.? And you would think the young man would forget. No, he didn't forget. He showed up at my office five minutes to three on Wednesday. And we sat down to talk. And I was asking him about his background, told him about my background, and we just exchanged pleasantries. But I asked him, "But why do you want to be Catholic? Coming from a Baptist home, don't you think your parents will be mad at you? He said, no. He discussed with them already. When he was in high school, he took a religion class, and he made some research, and he just loved the Catholic church. And so he decided when he gets into college, he would like to be a Catholic. And I said, but why do you want to be a Catholic in the midst of all these terrible scandals going on and all these terrible things happening in our church these days? He said, well, Father, in my research, I discovered that there could be few bad people in the church, but it doesn't mean the church is bad. The Catholic church, to me, is still the best church in the world. Hearing that from a 19-year-old melted my heart and then we started our journey. And every Wednesday, he would show up at 3 p.m. Last December, December 16th, he was welcomed into the Catholic Church officially with the three sacraments. He got baptized, received first holy communion, and confirmation, and he's doing well. He has never missed a Mass on campus, and he comes to see me regularly to talk about the faith. For that Mass, his mom and his other family members and friends, all in from Dallas, Texas. His dad couldn't make it. He didn't know why until he got home. The following day, Monday, he saw that his father was sick. By Wednesday of that week, his father couldn't even walk. And he felt this was getting out of hand. He called the priest or the parish in the neighborhood introduced himself told him he just became catholic and he would like for the priest or the deacon to come say a prayer for his dad and while the deacon showed up in his house he asked the dad don't you think you could be baptized you have never been baptized and his dad said okay i would like to be baptized there and then this young boy became the godfather of his father just three days after he became Catholic. Two days after his dad was baptized, his dad died. When we came back to school this year, talking with him and trying to sympathize with him, he said, Father, I feel sad that my dad died, but I also feel very happy because he got baptized before he died. He became a Christian. He became a believer. Before he died and so that consoles me father and i'm happy he's in heaven and i told the young man ryan i said look i've been teaching you about the catholic faith i brought you to the catholic church or god used me to bring you to the catholic church but right now you have taught me more than i've ever taught you about the catholic faith that is how it is we don't need to go to the seminary we don't need to go to the, to the monastery or to the convent in order to be used by God. Remember, God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And every one of us here has been chosen and called by God. Let us identify those various ways, places that God could use us as his instruments. And let us remember that we can always be his servants, not by our worthiness, Boy, by our willingness. May God be praised both now and forevermore. Amen.